You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm a longtime yoga teacher. I am a self-care coach and astrologer, and I'm here to bring so many ideas around self-care and self-discovery to you. So thanks so much for tuning in. Today, we have a super fun episode talking about all things self-care for your cycle. Now, this is a topic that I get a lot of questions about, and hopefully we answer all those questions, give you tons of ideas on how to nourish your body, how to rest at certain times of the month, how to lean into your creativity, and really just listen to the natural rhythms of your body. What's so cool about us as women, those of us that identify as women and are able to lean into this, is that this particular cycle, that of the menstrual cycle, the 28-day cycle, it lines up with that of the moon, right? The moon cycle is the same amount of time generally, and it mimics the same energy. And when we look at the birth chart, when you look at the astrological birth chart, the moon signifies that feminine energy, the female, the mother, the nurturer, whatever that means to you, right? That feminine energy. And I think that's so cool, that parallel between our natural rhythms within our bodies and the rhythms of the moon. So there's several cycles, you know, the cycles of the moon that line up specifically with the menstrual cycle, and I'll point those out today. So if you've never done any sort of cycle syncing in the past, this might be brand new to you, I'm going to break down each section. And I also have a really cool workbook for you if you are really loving this information and you want to have it in a concise spot. It's a free downloadable in the show notes to get this all in one spot, a workbook on self-care for your, your cycle. Before we hop into this, just a reminder, friends, that I'm not a doctor and that these practices, these ideas are really just coming from my many years of experimenting in self-care and self-discovery. And while practices like seed cycling, which I'll talk about, um, some of the more interesting ways to look at nutrition as it relates to your cycle. There's lots of data around that. These are really just for you to try on and always consult with your doctor before you know you make any major changes into your life. If you're somebody who doesn't have a regular cycle right now, this is a great time to explore that for yourself. Perhaps, you know, get a doctor's appointment and look into why that might be. Might be years of birth control use or hormonal disruptions or things that are just causing some irregularities within your cycle. 
it's definitely worth investigating. And if you have more of those, you know, painful cycles, you have struggles with PMS, you don't have to struggle with that. That is something that there are definite lifestyle hacks to make changes. Um, and often a, a doctor can really guide you in those areas. So I just say that because I've been through it as well. I worked really for almost a, a year on regulating my hormones so that my cycle was more regular. And now it's something that I really love. Something that I actually like look forward to are the return of each cycle every month. I track my cycle with an app called Natural Cycles. It's so nice because it will tell me, you know, when I'm fertile, when I'm ovulating, and it does utilize a basal body temperature. So you grab like a little temperature. First thing in the morning, take your temperature. And that's what I input on a day-to-day basis, which gives me a pretty good idea of where I'm at in the cycle. And I'm pretty regular at this point. So I know, you know, when I'm ovulating, when I'm going to menstruate, all of the above. It also hooks up with an aura ring. So if you're somebody who has an aura ring, these two particular apps, they talk to one another. I have to say, just one disclaimer is that I I love all of these devices and I love learning more about the body, but sometimes I think I can get a little bit obsessed with it. So if you're the kind of person that just gets overly obsessed with tracking and having wearable and you know med, med tech, all that kind of stuff, maybe you don't have to go down that rabbit hole and you can simply just mark it on a calendar, literally like on your phone on a calendar and you know what your cycle looks like. But I do use Natural Cycles and Aura. I think those two are really fun technologies to work together. Okay, so let's talk about the cycles, the cycles of our bodies and how we can honor these. I'm going to give different ideas in the areas of nutrition, self-care practices, movement, and some yoga poses as well. And again, you can get all of this in the workbook that's for free when you download it here in the show notes after this episode. So let's start with the first cycle. The first cycle in a women's cycle is the menstruation cycle. So we can think of this as day one, as the day that you get your period. It marks the beginning of our month. And we think of the menstruation period as our new moon. It's that start of the 28 days. We see this as a time for setting intentions, getting ideals started. And you may notice at the beginning of your period of that first day that you're a little bit lower on energy, right? Like you're just starting to wake up. You might require more rest. That is absolutely the key is this time is for rest. It's for listening to your body because it's doing quite a bit of work. But as the days progress, as you get further into your cycle, into your period, perhaps on day four or five, you might notice as the energy starting to pick up, we're waking up. Again, this is that newness, that ability to open our eyes slowly and start something. So if you are someone who at the beginning of your cycle really just wants to rest, wants to take that extra time to sleep in, to take naps, heck yes. And as those days move on, you might start adding in some things that are more energy um, fatiguing, say harder work Workouts, spending more time, you know, outside of your home, doing a little bit more than you did on those first few days. So, some ideas for workouts during this time that are great throughout the whole entire cycle of your menstruation period is walking. You know, walking is something I actually suggest in literally every phase of the cycle. But this is a great time to get a workout in while not, you know getting yourself too worn down. Low impact resistance training, so strength training workouts that aren't 
too intense that allow your body to, you know, get your heart rate up a little bit. You might do some squats, some like gentle bicep curls with less medium weights, but you're not completely burning yourself out. You're not lifting as heavy as you might um, in the next phase that we're going to talk about. Gentle yoga classes are really great during this time. So I like yoga flows. Things like yin are a nice practice towards the end of the day, but you might even do a gentle vinyasa practice that links up to the breath. Listening though throughout this process, again, you start a little less energy and you start to work up into a more energy as those days move on. In the nutrition department, this is when we see the most spike in cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone, and that allows our body to be more insulin resistant at this time, and we see higher blood sugar spikes. I have been doing quite a bit of journaling, studying blood sugar um, over the last several months, and I'm doing an episode on this coming up. But what I've noticed is that during my cycle, specifically during my menstruation cycle, is that I tend to have a lot higher blood sugar. And so this is the time when we want to wind down some of the sugary sweets, wind down the carbs, eat more lower carb, and just less processed carbs in general. More protein, less processed carbs. This will nourish the body as it is literally really losing those nutrients, losing that iron as we're bleeding. So try swapping out some of the sweet treats during this time. Maybe you add in something like really high quality dark chocolate that doesn't have any added sugar and it gives you that nourishment. It gives you that, maybe not nourishment is the word, but gives you that sense of safety during this time and still prevents you from spiking the blood sugar again. So lots of iron, lots of protein during this time and less of those processed carbs. Yoga poses, some great yoga poses for this time include child's pose, just allowing your hips to relax open, your head to relax down. Something like legs up the wall is a great pose during this time where your legs literally, they rest up against a wall. You might try that against a wall or just up in the air and allow some of that lactic acid to flow down, help some of the swelling that you might experience during this time. And of course, Shavasana, just lying in corpse pose, giving yourself a little rest is a great practice during this cycle. And then some fun self-care ideas. There is so much that you can do while resting, right? We think that like resting is a time where we're just going to sleep. And in fact, rest is not just sleep. There's so much more to it. I love taking Epsom salt baths during this time if I'm a little bit sore, if I'm just wanting to relax before bed, you know, a hot bath is a great way to do that. Drinking really calming teas, adaptogenic teas that allow your body to tap more into that parasympathetic nervous system. So reishi is a good option, ashwagandha, passionflower, all really great adaptogenic teas. A massage, if there's ever a time to get a massage, really during your period is a great time to do it. So you're just a little bit more sensitive and your body needs that that touch in order to feel relaxed. So perhaps like a hot stone massage or I really love lymphatic drainage massage to move that, that fluid throughout the body. And then great time to read a book. Just sit down, read a book. Maybe sleep in a little bit during this time. Take those naps as you need it. Listen to your body though. As that energy starts to pick up, you might be ready to get and amp up some of those workouts again. All right, let's talk about the follicular stage. So this is the next stage, and this is where we do start to notice that energy rising. So this is days seven through 13, and I really think of this time as a time for accomplishing. You know, if the first stage, that first cycle is about setting an intention, this is now the time to start acting out on those intentions and taking action. This is a great time to really put your nose down and get some work done. You know, you might notice that some of your best ideas are coming to you. You're really clear of mind during this 
time, use that abundance and energy and start living out your dreams. Those things that are that are bubbling up in your brain, go out and tackle those. Workouts during this time. This is a great time to increase your, your strength, resistance, weight. You might lift a lot heavier during this time. Hit it workouts. This is a great time to do high intensity. There's there's times in the month, you know, when during that menstruation period we talked about towards the end of your luteal phase that you just don't want to do a ton of high intensity workouts because it burns you out. It might put your body into more of a stress state, but this is the time to actually do it. Your body can handle it. It's ready for those higher intensity workouts. Things, you know, like a high intensity ride on the bike or taking a, a fun class, a fun hit class that really gets your heart rate up. Dance parties, yoga sculpt, that's a a format that I teach that I love that's pretty high intensity and it gives your body that outlet to use this abundance of energy. Nutrition-wise, if you're someone who likes to intermittent fast, you play with that as a way of tapping into um, really the, uh, the ability to kind of scrub the brain at night, right? We think of our time sleeping as where we clear out all the bad junk in the brain. And intermittent fasting allows us to do that. This is the time to do intermittent fasting. Not every day, but it might be a great time to try it. You can start with just a 12 hour circadian fast. So stop eating perhaps at 6 p.m. and then eat again at 6 a.m. if that's your body's ready. Or you might even push it out to 14 or 16. I've read a lot about intermittent fasting and there's lots of controversy, lots of ideas on this. And specifically because we as women are so tapped into our hormones that intermittent fasting can be hard on our hormones. So I just say this with caution that you know you you want to play with what works best for your body. For me, intermittent fasting really isn't a good option. I can do the 12 hour on a pretty regular because I'm just not hungry. My body's not ready. But for the most part, I don't go past much past a 12, 13 hour fast because my body moves into a stressed state. I can tell that I'm I'm really hungry. I'm starting to lose energy. I might get a little bit shaky. And that's when I know like, yeah, this isn't the best at this stage of life. So play with that. See, you know, maybe a 12 hour, 14, 16 hour fast is really feels good and it gives you lots of clarity. You'll notice that it's working well because you don't notice that brain fog that you might have, you know, when blood sugar crashes or when you've eaten a big meal and you're kind of sleepy. Fasting gives the ability to be really clear of mind during this time. So follicular phase, great time for intermittent fasting. You might also notice that you're craving more carbs during this time. And that's a good thing because especially towards the end of the follicular cycle, you're preparing for ovulation. You really do need more carbs. So you can increase your complex carbohydrates, ideas like for these complex carbs are, you know, sweet potatoes, cruciferous vegetables, I love berries, things that are still really nutrient dense, but give you the faster energy that you need to go out and do these things, do these higher intensity workouts. If you are someone who does, you know, pretty intense workouts, low carb might not be the best thing to do throughout the entire phase, but especially during this time, again, increase some of those carbs so that you have fuel for those higher workouts. Some yoga poses during this time, sun salutations, literally feeling that energy, that flow sinking up to the the morning, greeting the sun on a daily basis, such a great practice to do during this time. Heart openers, so whether that be back bends or something like um, half pigeon pose, camel pose, all really great options for opening up that heart space and releasing extra energy, extra junk. Think about it as a little bit of a cleansing practice to open up that heart space. Twists are also great. 
again for fleshing out toxins, allowing your body to move through any fluid and release excess energy. Some self-care ideas for this time. You know, this is when we are really ready to do the things, we're ready to tackle dreams. So perhaps, you know, creating a vision board during this time and putting some of that action into practice, looking at that vision board and going out and doing. Maybe this is a great time to organize some clutter in your house, right? You have a long list of things that you've wanted to do in the past, and now is the time to do it. Tackle that to-do list. Go out and clean the garage. Whatever it is that's been lingering on your list, go out there and tackle it now. Try and creative practices, painting, writing, singing, you know, those things that you always thought about doing, which you just didn't have the energy to do, now is a really great time. Use it as a creative outlet. Now's a great time to try a new workout class, whether it be a high intensity class or just something fun that like pushes your limits a little bit. Now is a fabulous time to go out and and try something new. The next phase is ovulation. And ovulation is a really short phase and it's pretty approximate for everyone. If you know exactly when you're ovulating, some of us can tell, right? You can literally feel it in your body, feel that ovulation, perhaps one side to the other each month. Some of us can't. And I do love the utilization of LH strips, which are just these little strips that you pee on during around the time that you think you're ovulating. You can get them for very low cost on Amazon. And again, if you know like, okay, your body temperature is starting to come up at this point in the month, that's usually when you're you're ovulating and you can use the strips just to confirm that. But again, you might just notice like, okay, this is about the time in the month where I am ovulating. I'm gonna write this down. I'm gonna make note of this. And we think of this as the full moon. This is when the energy is at its peak. This is when we have the most magnetic energy the most uh, ability to attract. If you think about it truly on a you know biological level that we're attracting a partner to make another human. And so this is the time when we feel our best, when we look our best, when we have the ability to attract and magnetize things our way. So if you are someone who is a manifester, Heck yeah, go out there and, and show yourself off. Attract the things that you want, you know, chase your joy during this time and you're going to see a lot of things coming your way. Listen to your body's hunger cues and your energy spikes during this time because everybody reacts a little bit differently in ovulation. Overall, this is the most social time of your cycle. So getting out there and experiencing life will feel really good. Again, these are days 13 through 15. Some workouts during this time. Moderate workouts are probably best because, again, certain people experience ovulation in different ways, and it might be different month to month. So something like vinyasa yoga practice or perhaps like a long hike where you're moving at a slower pace, but you're getting your heart rate up, you're spending time in nature. Something that feels more moderate to you is a great workout during this time. Nutrition-wise, this is actually when you have the highest need for carbs. So nourishing your body through those more complex carbohydrates like we talked about in the follicular follicular phase. Things like salads with like tons of veggies, some of your favorite veggies sprinkled with a little quinoa is a great option. Or maybe you even try on something like your favorite grain bowl because, you know, it has some rice or quinoa, it has protein. You're looking for fiber, fat, greens and protein in every one of your meals smoothies are a great option to do this as well but i I just love like comfort foods during ovulation something like a grain bowl again or like a really hearty salad 
For yoga poses, back bends can feel really good during this time. Again, releasing that heart space and giving yourself that vulnerability of showing up and just being authentically you. Any creative flows. If you're someone who just likes to flow a little bit in your house, do it at this time. See what comes up in your body. Just intuitively listen to what your body needs. If you're looking for some self-care ideas during this time, really, you know, getting social, doing things with friends, like partaking in a fun book club is a great thing to do during ovulation. Maybe you can even like plan your monthly book club around your ovulatory cycle. Like that would be such a hack. I might have to do that myself. You know, getting physical with a partner, having this be that great time for intimacy um, with a partner or with by yourself. Heck yeah, this is the time to really love on yourself, get a new vibrator, do what feels good for you. Because again, you have that magnetic energy to create create whatever it is that you're looking towards. If you are, you know, with a partner and you're looking to avoid pregnancy, obviously take the precautions because this is when you are the most fertile during that ovulation time. Take a fitness class with a friend or, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're someone who is out there selling something, you're creating something, this is the best time to be launching any of your new services or offerings because you can basically sell anything at this time. You are magnetic, you're vibrant, and you're so authentically you that people can't resist. So plan that, plan that new service that you're looking to launch around this time. The final phase is the luteal phase, and that's days 14 through 28. And this is when we look at really the abilities to turn inward. If The first phase is that in setting intention. The second phase is taking action. Ovulation is when we sell what we're we're building. Luteal is when we go back and we do some reviewing. We refine, we evaluate, we turn inward before we move on to the next cycle. So you might notice the beginning of that luteal, right after you've ovulated, you do have a lot of energy, but it starts to wind down towards the end. And you might even notice some of those PMS symptoms sneak in you don't have to suffer. Again, I mentioned that at the beginning that it's it's important that we honor our body. And if you're having, you know, some more of those those stereotypical PMS symptoms, really honoring that and taking time to rest, you don't have to push through during this time because our bodies are telling us it's time to wind down. Plan for some alone time. You know, give yourself some time to review your last month, review these last 28 days before moving into the next cycle. And overall, we really want to limit major stressors to the body during this time. So obviously stress, whether that just be stress of life, which honestly we can't always control. So we can limit it as much as we can, but life is life. But limiting things like fasting during this time, limiting things like high intensity workouts or sauna use, those are hard on the body. And now is just not the best time to do it. There's other times really around that follicular time that you can amp those up. During the luteal phase, you want to start to wind down. So workout-wise, you know, again, towards the beginning, you might still be feeling those higher-intensity workouts that you enjoyed during the follicular phase. Great. Feel those out, but as you move towards the end, towards your period, start to wind down and listen to your body's need for rest. You know, a really great gentle workout to do on those higher PMS days is just to walk on the treadmill. And I love the practice of turning up the incline. So set it to a 12, 12 incline. I think I literally learned this on TikTok, you guys. Turn it up to 12 and then set your pace to three. And it is tough. It's a tough workout. It gets the heart rate up. It gets a little sweat, but it's not going to burn you out by any means. And what I notice is that my glutes are always pretty tight the next day. They're like pretty sore because it's such a good workout. So again, 12 incline, three pace 
on the on the treadmill or even just going for a walk outside, maybe get some hills in. Nutrition-wise, this is when you're starting to become more insulin resistant. And so again, this is where we see those higher blood sugar spikes and we need a few less carbs, especially if you're not doing as many high workouts, high intensity workouts, you're going to pull back on some of those carbs as your energy is decreasing. And so lots of protein per the usual, but limiting those, those sugars and carbs that make you feel a little bit more bogged down. Increase your electrolytes at this time as well. So you can do that by adding just a little bit of sea salt to your water first thing in the morning, or I really love Element, L-M-N-T, which is just a packet that you can put into your water. I put maybe like a quarter of a packet of Element in my water at the beginning of the day, and that's all I really need throughout the day. But it gives me the ability to actually absorb hydration during this time as I'm preparing for menstruation, as I'm preparing for that loss of blood coming up. Yoga poses, some great poses during this time, half pigeon pose, which stretches out the hips, might alleviate some of those PMS symptoms, are super great. Twists, again, you're looking to flush out any of that extra water, extra lymph during this time. And then simple seated poses where you're grounding yourself, you're alleviating the stress. Take a few big breaths during this time and listen to you know your body as it moves through day to day, anything where you're grounding in these final stages, those final days leading up to your period. Some self-care ideas, going for a walk in nature. Like I said, that grounding practice, putting your feet on the ground. If you if it's warm enough and you can get your bare feet out, great, do that. If you are somebody who, like me, isn't really able to be outside for long periods of time because of the weather, I recently got a PEMF mat, which is essentially like a grounding mat that I sit on. This is a great time of the month to be doing that quite a bit. Or even like a heating pad, just sitting down on a heating pad and allowing your body to be safe and warm and grounded. Journaling, meditation during this time is fabulous. Listen to a podcast, learn something new, and review any of the blocks that you might have been experiencing in your manifestation process over the last month, what has held you back, right? As we're working towards that new moon again, right? This is the time for final release, final letting go, final little iterations of your manifestation of your goal before you start something a little bit new, or you maybe you have that same intention the next month, but that you've made some tweaks here and there. So going inward and allowing yourself to to really be honest during this time. Now, one other layer to self-care for your cycle is to utilize the practice of seed cycling. And this is a really cool practice that, that I've worked into my routine to help with hormone balance. There's quite a bit of research on this, and actually it was my functional medicine doctor who'd suggested trying it on. And what seed cycling does, it during the two um, big phases of your cycle, your menstrual cycle, your follicular, and your luteal phase, it helps to balance out the hormones within the body, specifically estrogen and progesterone, with these specific seeds that can help bring some of those those particular hormones more into balance. Um, it's really gentle, and there's, I mean, no downside to just trying it. If you're somebody who doesn't have a regular cycle, this can be a great way to bring it into more regularity. So this is very, very simple. During your follicular phase, or really at that day one of your menstrual cycle, you're going to cycle in one to two tablespoons of ground flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. And what that does is help improve our estrogen levels um, while preventing too much, right, during that follicular phase. 
So it's a tablespoon, one to two tablespoons, flaxseed and pumpkin seeds during days one to 14 of your cycle. So in that menstruation and follicular phase. And then during ovulation, through your luteal phase until you have your period again, you're going to switch to one to two tablespoons of sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. Okay, so different types of seeds, different times of the month. What's happening in that second phase is that it boosts progesterone production and brings a little bit more of that up to bring it into into balance. Again, a really simple, natural way to honor the rhythms of your cycle and bring some of those hormones into balance. So hopefully these are really helpful tips, everyone. Again, I have a free downloadable, a little workbook on ways you can honor your cycle, self-care ideas, and I'm so excited to be offering a brand new group coaching coming up in a month or so. So when you sign up for the workbook, you'll be getting an email from me in the next several weeks about a brand new offering to do some of this work, more focused work on your your health and wellness. And of course, we'll be bringing in your astrological chart to make it super, super personalized. So again, grab that workbook to learn more and to really hone in this practice of self-care for your cycle. Thank you so much for being here, everyone, for being here every week. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with somebody who you think might benefit. Um, Leave a little review if that's by far one of the best things that you can do to get this show to continue to grow. And tune in again next week. We'll be sharing more fun insights into self-care and self-discovery. So grateful for you, everyone. I'll see you next week.